This is why I don't trust the government. Okay, so we've all heard the term conspiracy theory, and many people have speculated about the truth surrounding 9-11, the random explosion of TWA Flight 800, or if the moon landing was real or fake. Now, your average person would hear any one of these things and immediately think that anyone who questions the official government narrative on these issues is crazy. But hear me out, because many things that people thought the government would never do turned out to be true. So sit back, relax, and let me tell you why I don't trust the government, starting off with Operation Northwoods. Now, Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated within the U.S. Department of Defense back in 1962. America's top military leaders drafted plans to kill innocent people and commit acts of terrorism in U.S. cities so they could blame Cuba and create public support for a war against them hoping to use this as a way to ultimately oust communist leader Fidel Castro. Again, the plans included the possible assassination of Cuban immigrants, sinking boats of Cuban refugees, hijacking planes, and even orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities, with members of America's top military even contemplating blowing up a U.S. ship, resulting in U.S. military casualties, writing, we could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba, and casualty lists in U.S. newspapers would cause a helpful wave of national indignation. So just so we're all clear, the U.S. government considered committing terror attacks against its own people to lie us into a war, but we're just scratching the surface here, and this is not the first time that this has happened. Now, speaking of wars we were lied into, let's talk about the Vietnam War in the Gulf of Tonkin. In August of 1964, the U.S. entered the Vietnam War after reports of an unprovoked attack by the Vietnamese in the Gulf of Tonkin. But these reports ended up being false, and it turns out government officials knew they were false the entire time. In August of 1964, the USS Maddox destroyer was stationed in the Gulf of Tonkin off the coast of North Vietnam, and on August 2nd, it was attacked by North Vietnamese torpedo boats. But then two days later, on August 4th, the Johnson administration claimed it had been attacked again, resulting in the U.S. getting involved in the Vietnam War. However, it turned out that there was actually no attack on August 4th and said attack was actually the result of false radar images and inexperienced sonar operators who thought they were being attacked. As Commander James Stockdale, one of the pilots who responded to the Gulf of Tonkin incident later said, I had the best seat in the house to watch that event, and our destroyers were just shooting at phantom targets. There were no PT boats there. Nothing there but black water and American firepower. But the damage had been done, and despite multiple reports showing that no attack occurred, U.S. officials took the idea of unprovoked attacks and used it to get us into the Vietnam War that would claim the lives of over 58,000 U.S. troops and over 3 million Vietnamese. It wasn't until the early 2000s, after nearly 200 documents, tapes, and phone calls were declassified and released by the NSA, that it was revealed that there was indeed no attack on August 4th, with evidence even suggesting that U.S. officials made an active effort to make reports fit the claim that an attack actually did happen that day. Now, we could stay on how we've been lied into multiple wars all day, but let's just jump into a different subject. Let's go back to the 1920s during the Prohibition. When it was found out that the U.S. Department of the Treasury poisoned alcohol in an attempt to scare Americans out of illegal drinking. During the Prohibition, the government tried to stop the manufacturing, transportation, and sale of alcohol. And of course, this crackdown led to a huge increase in bootleggers selling industrial alcohols that they would renature and sell as drinkable spirits. 
Now, the government didn't like this, and in an attempt to scare people out of illegally drinking, federal officials decided it would be a good idea to order the poisoning of the industrial alcohols they knew were going to be redistributed and drunk by the public. The initial idea was to scare and deter people out of illicit drinking, but by the time the prohibition ended in the 1930s, it's estimated that upwards of 10,000 people died. So the main takeaway on this one is that the government will stop nothing short of killing people to enforce their hand. But hey, that was back in the 1920s and 30s. The government would never do anything like that to us now, guys. Come on, don't be crazy. Now, speaking of the government killing people, let's discuss the Tuskegee experiment conducted by the U.S. Public Health Service and CDC from the 1930s through the early 70s. Now, back in the 1930s, there was no known treatment for syphilis, so the government decided to use 600 African-American men as unwitting subjects in which to study the disease in an experiment called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. Doctors from the Public Health Service promised participants free health care in exchange for their participation in the study, which the men were told was treatment for bad blood. But in reality, was actually meant for doctors to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis in Black populations. Participants included 399 men with latent syphilis and a control group of 201 others who were free of the disease, with the infected men never informed about their condition. Now, these doctors wanted to study the full progression of syphilis, and despite penicillin being a known treatment by 1947, 15 years into the study, the infected men were given placebos such as aspirin or supplements, which led to many going blind, insane, or experiencing a host of other problems due to their untreated syphilis. Despite these unethical actions, the Public Health Service refused to shut down the experiment until the study was leaked to an AP reporter who exposed what was happening in 1972, 40 years into the experiment. By that time, over 128 participants had died from syphilis or related complications, at least 40 spouses had been infected, and the disease had been passed to 19 children at birth. Now, since we've made that jump into unethical experimentation via government organizations, let's discuss the CIA psychologically torturing unsuspecting Americans with LSD. And if that sounds crazy to you, well, that's also something that happened. During the height of the Cold War, the CIA was convinced that communists were going to figure out a way to brainwash and torture prisoners of war. So they were like, okay, let's combat this by conducting our own brainwashing and psychological torture experiments. And then MKUltra was born. MKUltra was a top-secret CIA project in which the agency conducted hundreds of experiments to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and psychological torture. The program involved more than 150 human experiments, including U.S. citizens, Canadian citizens, and CIA agents. The experiments involved psychedelic drugs, psychological torture, paralytics, and electroshock therapy. Sometimes this test subjects knew they were participating in a study, but other times they had no idea, even when the hallucinogens started taking effect. A couple of fun facts about MKUltra. The Unabomber was a volunteer for these LSD experiments, and it was the CIA who ended up bringing LSD to America when MKUltra director Sidney Gottlieb instructed the CIA to buy the world supply and then started distributing it to hospitals, clinics, prisons, and other institutions. Because the CIA was so secretive about this project and destroyed most of the records tied to the program, we still don't have a full understanding of the impact or deaths related to these experiments. But one death from this experiment includes CIA agent Frank Olson, who was alleged to have committed suicide days after drinking a cocktail that had been secretly spiked with LSD. 
His family begged to differ, and after a second autopsy of his body, a forensics team found injuries that likely occurred before his fall. So there you guys go. Don't trust the CIA. Now, this is about five examples that I could think of off the top of my head, but the amount of government corruption, cover-ups, and lies extends well beyond these five horrific cases. So in the age of the internet, if you still trust the government, at this point, I don't know how to help you. But if you're looking for more information like what we discussed in this video, please subscribe to my website, stephsasofficial.com, and to my podcast, Rapid Fire with Savannah Hernandez, to hear more news and information similar to what you heard here. And if you would like to support me on my locals, go to staffsays.locals.com or donate via PayPal, which is linked down below. Thank you so much for watching. And remember, stay vigilant, stay informed, and don't trust the government, my friends.